Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We are in week two of Level Up Our Moments. And on today's episode, Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster talks about how often we either looking back or looking forward. And even in the present, we find ourselves discontent. And while the meanwhile, we are missing the moment that we are living in. And how we should really take time and try to be present in this present moment. Before we start today's episode, we'd like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We want to be a sustainable resource to you and your loved ones when they're looking for a place of faith. You can cash app us, that's dollar sign, New A, Aliante. You can text give, text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word. You can visit our website, that's newantioch-aliante.org. Hit the donate tab and you can donate safely and securely. Or you can mail it in. That's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada. 89084, Suite 100. And we thank you in advance for your partnership. Also, links will be in the description of this podcast. Now, the episode. For two or three that said, let's get it, get it. For two or three that's, I see you, I, I see one. I, I think I see one only, I see two. And then, if you in this section and you're going to represent your section, just stand up so I can see you. I need to see who with me. Oh, okay, okay. I see some folk over here that's, that's with me. What about this middle section? I see you, middle. Thank you, I see you. Y'all got a few folks. Let me see the other side over here in the middle. I see some folks. Oh, I see you in the back. I see you. I see who with me. I see I got some riders. What about over? I see you. I see y'all. I see a few folks. Oh, this, this section over here, like, let's ride. Let's ride this afternoon. Let's ask him. Let's let him know that he's welcome in this place. Let's ask him to settle here. Won't you settle? You can settle here. God to be where we are, 
We already know he's all around and he's present and he's there because he said he wouldn't leave us. But when we make the open invitation, he knows that we're available. I, I heard an author say this and Robert uh, Learden said this. He said that he was writing about one of the greats, one of the, the greats of faith. And he said that he was in a service. And he said that feel the spirit moving, then he would move the spirit. And he said that people would question him about the audacity to think that a man could move the spirit. How you gonna move the spirit? God does what he wants to do. Oh, but we got evidence. We got evidence that when you lay your faith out there, and when you lay your expectation out there, then God meets you right where you are in your expectation. He said over and over in the Bible, Jesus said, your faith has made you well. It was your reach that made you well. It was your press that made you well. And so he loves to be invited. And so this is what I want us to do. I want us to raise our expectation. I want you to uh, ask him to be in this place. I want to know who in here will lay their expectation and their faith out front. Because I need God to move in this place. And y'all, I love it when they get to this place right here in this song. Because we're asking him to throw his weight around. Settle in this place and throw your weight around. I told him this morning that my brother is a, a basketball coach and he got some big players. And he would tell those big players because he knew that they would have an opponent, opponent that was no match for them. For all you basketball fans. And he would tell that big boy, he had a big boy out there, and they're like, this big boy can't do nothing. He can't get up and down this court. And he would just simply tell him, lay your weight into it. He would just tell him to put that body on him. And the only thing he was doing was laying his weight into him until he tired of the opponent. He got tired of pushing him off of him. And that dude's just laying into him. He got tired of trying to push him up. And so I want us to ask God, throw your weight around in here. God, you can lean on me. You can lean on my situation. God, you can be in this place with me. Oh, y'all ain't got nothing y'all need God to lean on. I need God to lean on some things. I need him to throw his weight around in my life, in my, in my situation, and what's going on in my life. Throw your weight around in this place. So settle down in this place, Jesus. And throw, throw your weight praise team. I'm going to let them up from here. Because I think y'all scared. I'm looking at y'all faces. And I think y'all scared for God to throw his weight around up in your house and, and up in your place. I think y'all scared for him to get to moving furniture around up in your life and throwing things out and adding things in. 
Now, I think you might be afraid, but I tell you what, God, do whatever you need to do. Move whatever you need to move. Pull up whatever needs to be pulled up and move in whatever you need to move in. Throw your weight around. Throw your weight around. in here to do whatever you will. And so God, we just say thank you on this afternoon. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, oh God, that you're here. It's an open invitation. Come up in here in the house of Antioch at Aliante and throw your weight around. There's some people up in here that need some things moved out. There's some people in here that need some things healed. There's some people in here that need some things to happen. And so God, Throw, throw your weight around. I want y'all to understand something. That we don't say or do anything for nothing. And when the praise team is prophesying, prophesying over you, when the preacher is up prophesying over you, and I want you to know the word prophecy that I'm using right here is when we're calling things forward that are not as if they were. And so I want you, some of you laid your expectation out there because I need something, but some of you don't know what you need. But as you go on through the week and a couple of weeks and on into next year, and you start saying, man, something's changing in me. My life is changing. Something's getting better. Something shifted. Something moved. I want you to remember today. Remember this moment when you ask God, settle now. Settle in your life. And when you asked him to throw his weight around. And God is moving on your behalf. Amen. 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 Just remain standing with me for a moment. Oh, it feels warm in here now. I feel warmth coming in the room now. I know some of y'all don't know what I mean, but sometimes it's chilly in the house. But when we stir up the atmosphere of expectation, when we stir up the atmosphere of praise, when we stir it up, then the Holy Spirit dwells here with us. And so I can feel something, Pastor Marias. I can feel that we shifted something in the spirit. I can. I feel like we just about there. Y'all ready for the word? I feel like we almost right here where God wants us to be. Keep raising one time. 
Let's raise a praise one more time. for a minute. Sometimes you don't need a hype man. And I want you to be able to hype yourself up, Shay, when you going through it. Y'all like to throw my hand up like this. When you in the middle of something, Linda, sometimes you need your own hype man. So never mind me while I pray and I say to myself, oh, Pastor Sharonda, you are built for this. When it's time for you to walk out on Monday, when they thought they had you defeated, I want you to say, oh, I was built for this. I was kept for this. I was chosen for this. Never mind them wondering about your swag or where it came from or where she dug it up from. Never wonder. Crystal. 
the sound of victory in your own ear and come out of wherever you've been at. Step through. It don't matter what they say because they talking anyway. The only thing that matters is what God said and what you say to yourself. And so ooh, when they do that, I have to tell y'all, I better not do that because I'm getting hyped up. I love it. And I feel like the presence of God is rested in the room. For all of those, it's like, what? We're spiritual people. And we have intercessors that are feeling in the spirit. What's going on? What's going on? And when we feel pushback, when we feel opposition, we fight back. We don't insist on driving through a service when we know that the people are not with us or we cannot feel the spirit of God that has rested in the place. That's how we fight for the atmosphere. And sometimes you have to encourage yourself past your present moment. Yeah, yeah. Because you may not feel like you're right now. But sometimes you have to push past your current moment. And I know some of y'all like, they look silly up there doing that. But you don't know where I've been. You don't know what other places I was looking silly and they called me crazy. And so if I could stand in here and dance before the Lord, if I can encourage myself in his presence, it don't matter what they say. Because I know my God and I know he's here, yes? Y'all, let's press into this word because I believe, oh, I feel the spirit of God. Now, come on, throw your weight around up in here. He said, oh, y'all, is somebody looking for me? Here I am. Who's looking for him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got some people in here that's looking for him. And so I have one scripture for us today. Woo! As we head off into this word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we head off into the word in Genesis 19 and 26, I feel a stirring in the spirit. And it's just one, one scripture, one line. And it says, y'all say it with me. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. One more time. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. You may have your seats in this place. Am I here? Am I here? This is what the preacher kept on saying all throughout the sermon. He kept asking, am I here? As I sat there, I thought perhaps this is a cultural thing. Because he wasn't from this country. And maybe, just maybe, this is what they said in his country when they were preaching. Am I here? I saw this preacher years ago. And as I prepared this message, this came to mind again for today. That was his way of getting the audience's attention. He would just stop and say, am I here? 
if he felt like he had lost their attention, if he felt like they weren't responding to him the way that he wanted to do, he would just pause and just say, am I here? This whole year, our theme has been Level Up 2.3. This month, we are leveling up our moments. You know moments. A particular time and occasion. Now is the moment. This morning, I want to talk about it this afternoon. This present moment. As I share the message with you today, I won't be asking you, am I here? What I want to ask, and I want you to ask yourself, am I here? So everybody go ahead and place your hand on your own chest. And I want you to ask yourself, am I here? Your body is in this room. The people in this room can see that you're here. But ask yourself again, am I here? A study that they done at Harvard University found the average person spends 47% of the day mind-wandering. Thinking about something else other than his or her current activities. This means that if someone asked you, are you here? Or if you asked yourself, am I here? Just about half of every day you would have to respond. No. I'm not here. I'm not present. Your thought, your full attention is someplace you're not. Your body is at your workplace, but your mind and your attention is elsewhere. Your body is there with your children, but your mind is elsewhere. When you're with your spouse, are you there? Yeah. Or are you someplace else? Even when we're talking on the phone, I can tell whether somebody is there or not. I can tell whether they're distracted. I start asking them, what are you doing? It seems like you're preoccupied. Even talking on the phone, you can tell that someone is not there. What about when you're driving your car? When you're on the roadway? Are you there? Or are you on autopilot? Are you on default? Sometimes we get to our destination and we have no idea how we got there. Because we are not present in the moment. You bring your body to church every Sunday. Most Sundays you bring your body to church. You bring your body to church. Okay, a couple of Sundays. <laughs> you bring your body to church. But how often are you here? Some of us would be in trouble if they had a pop quiz on the way out the door. If they stopped you on your way out and said, what were the points that the pastor had today? Or what was the scripture that they preached from today? You would be in trouble. Why? Because you are not here. The issue with not being here means that you miss the present moment. You 
we're not present in the moment. You know, moment, that particular time, that occasion, now. That means on average we're missing what's happening right here, right now, in the moment at least 50% of the time. You are not present where your body is. For most of us, it's more than that because we are always on our phones. We always on social media. We always got something pulled up. And so that 47% probably goes up to about 80%. For most of us, you are not here. To be present in the moment, the right now is priceless. What would you give to get back the moments we miss? The moments that the moments that we share with loved ones that passed on. What would we give to get back those moments? To to engage better in high school or college, to be fully present in the experience of the moments. What would you give to get those moments back? Some people are always saying, I, I want to go back to when I was 18. I want to go back to when I was 21 or 25 or, or 30. Some of them because it was the best time of their life, but most of them it's because they were not present in the moment. If only I could do that again. If only I could be 18, 21, 25, 30 again, then I would do things differently because we missed the moment. What if you could so value people, the people that you were present in the moment? I told them on this morning, I've only met a couple of people that make you feel in a room full of people like you're the only one in the room. There's people who have a skill, a knack for looking directly at you and not at everybody else that's in the room. They're talking to you. They have You have their full attention. They're not talking to you, but their ear is stretched over here and their eyes keep darting to the side because they're trying to get to something else, though you in front of them. No, they're looking you in your eye and they're looking at you and their gaze is fixed upon you and their conversation is solely upon you. And for most of us, we are so uncomfortable. Because we want to know, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at my eyes like that? Why are you standing so close to me? But they're intentionally valuing you as a person. And giving you their undivided attention. They are present with you in the moment. But because we're, we're not used to it, then it makes us uncomfortable. But that's the way we should value people. I think about my dad and my grandmother, and my brother. If only I had known they would be gone so soon, I would have intentionally been more present in the moment. Maybe I would have been kinder. Maybe I would have showed up more. Maybe I would have engaged in conversation more. Maybe I would have tried to remember the laugh or the touch or the embrace. Maybe I would have spent more time, but I was so busy being not there that I missed the moment. If I had only known that on this day, I would be standing up here in my 50s. I'm in my 50s. It's a plural 50. Nobody needs to be exact on things here today. <laughs> 
I knew the time would have gone so fast. I would have been more present in the moment. Oh, y'all, when you get a little bit older and you go through some things and you lose some important people in your life, it makes you put a higher value on the moments, on this present moment where we are right now. If you live a little bit longer, then you'll know all of this busyness that we're into, all of this stuff you just got to get to and you're missing the moment. It's not even important. It ain't even all that important. Everything that we're chasing is not that important. Because we're missing this present moment. But if you're not here, then where are you? Where is your mind? Where is your thoughts? Where is your attention? Author William Paul Young wrote this. He said, when we're not present in the moment, it's because we're future tripping. <laughs> And I added to what he said. He said, because you're future tripping. And I said, you know what else they do with Paul? They, they, uh, they pass dipping. Right, right, right. Future tripping and pass dipping. What do you mean future tripping? It means that you're caught up in your what ifs and your when eyes when you future tripping. It ain't even happened, but you're tripping over what might happen, when it happens, what if it happens, when I do this. And so you just caught up in future tripping. What if it doesn't happen? What if I don't get it right? What if I fail and I don't succeed? What if we don't make it? We're caught up and we're future tripping. It ain't even happened. And then you get caught up in the when eyes. When I get there, I'll be happy, y'all. When I lose the weight, then, then I'll be happy. When my kids move out, that's when I'm going to start living. We get caught up in a whole bunch of when eyes. When they treat me differently, that's when, that's when we pass dipping and future tripping. But another author, Sandra Dalton Smith, says this. She said, we're not present in the moment, Liz, because our thoughts about the future are contaminated with anxiety. Yes, yes. Our thoughts about the past are tainted with regret. Uh -huh. And our thoughts about the present are spoiled with discontentment. Right. That's why we can't be present in this moment. Let me tell you again. Our thoughts about the future are contaminated with anxiety. Yes. Our thoughts about the past are tainted with regret. Yes. Our thoughts about the present are spoiled with discontentment. This is the reason. Why you can't be present in the moment. This is why you're really nowhere. Am I here? No, but where am I? I don't know. I could be in regret. I could be in anxiety. I could be in discontentment. I could be future tripping. I could be past dipping. I don't know, but I'm not here. I'm not here in this present moment. There are many reasons why we're not here. And this is where we find Lot's wife in the text. She is a familiar story, familiar to most of us, Lot's wife. But hers is a story that should always be told. Y'all, it's important. I pray that you're here. I pray that you engage your attention. Because this tale about Lot's wife, it's a precautionary tale. It's a tale that we all should pay attention to and take heed to. 
Lot's wife shows up in Genesis chapter 19. There's a reason why God put her in the Bible. The Bible doesn't give us her name. But all we know is that she was Lot's wife. And just a little bit about the story. Lot is Abraham's nephew. You know, uh, Abraham, God's chosen one. All, all of the descendants and everybody was going to come through the seed of Abraham. Well, Lot was Abraham's nephew. And Lot and his family lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. God said, I'm going to destroy the city in which your, your nephew lives. He's talking to uh, Abraham about where Lot lives. He said they're utterly vile. They're nasty. They're wild. They're lascivious. They're horrible. And God says, I am going to destroy the entire city of Sodom and Gomorrah because the cries against this place, they were great and grievous and that come up to God. And so God is talking to Abraham and he said, that place over there where your nephew lived, I'm going to destroy it. And Abraham, he started pleading with God. He said, oh, oh, God. Because there was a lot of people living over there, including his nephew and his family. And Abraham started saying, oh, God. But what if there are some righteous people that live in there? Surely you wouldn't tear it down if there are some righteous people. And God said, if I can find some righteous people, then y'all won't do it. Right. And they were saying, okay, if there's 50 righteous people in there, God, would you? He said, if I find 50, I won't destroy it. And then Abraham was thinking and praying again. He said, okay, okay, God. If there's 45 righteous people in there, God, would you save that city for 45 people? God said, if I find 45 in there, I'm going to save that city. Oh, Abraham said, oh, Lord, please don't get mad at me. Um, but God, if you found 30, what about if it's 30 of them in there? Would you save that city for 30 people? God said, if it's 30, Abraham, I'm going to save it. I'm not going to destroy that city. And then he got, he was really pleading with God. I like to see Abraham doing this. He said, God, what if it's 20? Okay, God, what if it's 10? God, if it's 10 righteous, good people in that city, would you spare the city, God said, if it's 10? Then I'm going to spare the city. But the whole city was utterly vile, sinful. And God knew that he was not even going to find 10 good people in the city. But I like this right here. And I'm, a, I'm just going to step aside for a little bit because I want to talk to people who pray. Yeah, we just came out of prayer week and we had a fabulous prayer week. There were some things going on in this city. We're praying over families. We're praying for, for miracles and intercessors. I want you to see this intercessor that's standing here before God pleading for the people. The people were bad. They were vile. They had done some, some crazy things. They were still living like that. But here's Abraham standing and pleading with God. God, if it's 50, if it's more than 5, God, even if it's 10, here's the intercessor. Praying to God to intercede, to do something. Don't, don't do it, God. Don't do it. But I like this because in a sense, this is a lesson for us, for us to know that sometimes God's mind is made up. Don't get discouraged when you didn't get what you prayed for. Because sometimes God always knows best, and 
his mind is made up. But I like what I saw right here. Oh, and it got me so excited. Because God still decided to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I'm not going to find the people. But what he did do for the intercessor, Pastor Mariah, what he did do for the intercessor is he did him a favor. God did the intercessor a favor. He said that I'm going to destroy the whole city, but what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to let your nephew and his whole family get out of the city before I do it. And when it looks like God is not going to do it, God shows up with a favor. He shows up with a favor. And so I just have to take the moment and ask God for a favor. So I got a few people that are pulling aside with me and praying right now in this place. Pastor Ronnie, we're going to pull aside right here. And I thank y'all. I thank you, intercessors, for standing up. Because you understand the power of God's favor. A favor to Abraham and so God. We are asking you, oh God, again for a favor. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, we lift his name up again. And we pray for Adrian Bursa. And God, we ask you, oh God, to do us a favor and heal him and turn his life around. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, we ask you for a favor and heal our pastors. My God, Pastor Darius Leg. Help for you to get out of the city. 
But for some reason, Lot is hesitating to get out of the city. I want some of you all to know when you're coming out of trouble, move. Get out of there. Somebody's prayer, that's able that's landed on you. That's the only reason why you're able to even get out of there. Because God's mercy has reached you. How dare you move slow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said when he hesitated. And this is just the, the mercy of God. He said the men, the angels, grabbed his hand and his wife's hand and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city for the Lord was merciful to them. Oh, they moving slow. And God said, I'm destroying this place. And out of God's mercy, he just grabbed, the angels grabbed like, y'all got to get out of here. By the time Lot reached Zor, that was the, the little city that he was running to to get to safety because Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed. The sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew the cities and the entire plague, destroying all those living. He said he was going to do it. All of those living in the cities and all of the vegetation in the land. God rained down fire. And then it says in verse 26, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. I want us to take a few key lessons from Lot's wife. I want you to hear that God was telling her to get out of there. And a husband and her kids, everybody else was not going to make it. But for some reason, Lot's wife turned back. She looked back. And so here's one key takeaway from her. In this present moment, be grateful. God reveals what he is doing now in the present moment. It says that the angel grabbed her hand and was leading her where he needed her to be. But for some reason, she was not there. If she could ask herself the question, am I here? The answer would be no, because she was not present in the moment. Her thoughts were not there. She was elsewhere. She missed it. She missed what God was trying to do. God himself had her hand and was guiding her out of there. And right now, he was was helping her. In this moment God was there. And the same is with you. Right now God is trying to help you. Right now he's trying to get you out. But because you're not here in the moment. Because your future tripping and past dipping. Because you're not right here. You're missing what God is doing. He was trying to help her. No, this ain't what she wanted. And this is not what you asked for. Some of you are in some serious uh, situations. Uh, but instead of you being stuck in the past, you better grab a hold to what's now. Right now, God had her. Right now, he was helping her. Right now, she had a way of escape. For some of you, right now, you got a way to get out of it. Right now, you have a way of escape. But you have to be grateful for what you do have and not keep thinking about what you don't have. What's not here? That's the same with you. Escape. You have help. Run with your family. Get out of there. 
run. They all got out. Run with your family. Grab a hold of somebody else in your family and get out of there and do what God said. Don't be the only one that stopped looking back in poverty. Oh my God. Stop looking back at the neighborhood. Stop looking back at where you came from. God is telling you to go. David says in Psalms 118, 24, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it or today on what we have right now. Because guess what? We don't have what we had in the past. And we don't have what you need to tripping over. All you have is right now. Be grateful in the moment. The other thing, the, the be present in this moment is to be present. When you're not here, you miss very important information in the moment. God revealed his instruction and his plan to her. He told them what to do. And she either missed what God told her to do because he said, flee for your lives, don't look back, and don't stop anywhere in the plane. Go. But she either missed it or she dismissed what God was saying to her. Because she wasn't there, and she did it. You have to be present right here for what God is telling you to do right here, for what you know that's the best for you to do right here. Don't miss the instruction. Y'all don't look over wise counsel, wise counsel. You know people that's telling you the truth to do, but you won't do it. Don't miss wise counsel. You got to come out of that. You knew that relationship was no good. But you're missing it and dismissing it. You won't be present in the moment. You won't take heed right now. Some of y'all just keep on playing. And God has given you instruction. People that love you have given you instruction. They keep telling you, you got to stop. You can't keep doing this. You got to come out of that. You got to come out of that behavior. You got to come out of that tripping. You got to come out of these women. You got to come out of those drugs. You got to come out of this drinking. But you keep missing it or dismissing it. But right here in the moment, the Bible says God will always provide a way of escape. In the instruction... He's trying to guide you out. But you're dismissing him by holding on to what he has told you to let go of. Be present enough in the moment to do what God said. Matthew 6.34 says this, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. But for today, be present to what God is doing for you right now. He is doing something for you right now. He has given you life today. He did make a way for you right now. You do have enough food for today. Stop saying what you don't. Stop using truth and I don't know what's going to happen. Enough of the trouble and the wait is for tomorrow. But today you got it. Today you got health enough. Today you got a couple of dollars. Today you have the ability or the know-how to go out there and get it on today. So don't get caught. Future tripping. Past the other key that we learned from Lot's wife is in the present moment be attentive pay close attention and we're not here and so you can't pay close attention but 
paying close attention keeps you from being swept away. Yeah. If she had paid close attention to what God told her, she wouldn't have gotten swept away. If she had paid close attention to what he said, she wouldn't have looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, but now she is forever stuck. She's forever stuck. Do you all know if you go over to Israel near the Dead Sea at the pillar of salt that is Lot's wife still there? You go on a tour of the city, and if that's her for sure or not, we don't know. But they said, this is Lot's wife. And she's still standing there, frozen, stuck, looking back. Everybody else, her husband, her two daughters, they kept moving. But she looked back. And I want to ask you. Are you stuck looking back? Come on. Where are you? Where did you stop at? When God said, flee, don't stop. Don't look back. And you look back. And you're still there. Looking back on the good old days. When I can do it how I can do it. When I was a man, when I was a woman, when I had it, you're still stuck looking back. You're still there in regret. What didn't happen, what I should have done, what, what I wish I could have done, you're still there. You're still there with Lot's wife. She's over in this room. Where are you? Where are you frozen at? Where are you unmoved from? Because you're frozen. Looking back. If only I could. When? If I wouldn't. Some of you. If I wouldn't have had all these kids. It's too late. Looking back. If I wouldn't have married them. If I wouldn't have moved to this city, I could have stayed where frozen. Looking back. And for some of you, you're frozen. Looking forward. Future tripping. When I get there. Swept away with the thought of the future. Anxiety is so great you can't sleep. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know what I'm going to have. I don't know what I'm going to do. Swept away. Frozen. With the thought of what it is. And when I. You're still right there. With lost life. You're not present right here. You can't even see what God is doing and what he's done because you. When I get my big house. When I get enough money in the bank, or when I lose these 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, then, but I'm swept away. I'm not present right now. I can't see that God has allowed me to live. I can't even see what God's given me right now. 
mean? The same thing is true with your children. God trusted you with them. He trusted you to take care of them. Man, I was guilty of that. I can't wait till they get 18. I can't wait till they get out here till they get their own place and they get their own car. I can't wait. But you keep wishing and you're wishing away the moments. You're missing out on the time that you have with, with people. And personally. Stop future tripping and past dipping about yourself. Yes. I should have finished school. I messed that up. I, I quit that job. I, I should have stayed with them. I, I hurt my family. Or uh, I'm future tripping and, and past dipping. Man, I remember when I was fine. <laughs> I remember when. You can tell me nothing. Oh, yeah. I got the pictures to prove. <laughs> but you know what I'm doing? Past dipping. It's okay to look back to learn. But God told her, be careful you get swept away. Looking back. And when you're swept away looking back, you stay back. And so you can't be present right now, go ahead and find a way to compliment yourself. Go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back. Go ahead and hype yourself up. Hype yourself up to be better. It's okay to hype yourself up. I don't mind doing that. How you hype yourself up to feel better, or otherwise you're just beating yourself down into nothing. And you won't have any joy and you're not present in the moment and so your moments don't matter. But I want us to be in a place, you all, where our moments matter. Life is but a mist. And it's going to be gone fast, y'all. This whole month we're leveling up our moments. Be present with your people. Be present when you come in here. You know how many people would love to be able to gather in fellowship? Yes. There's a lot of people that cannot come together in this in a, an assembly of believers. That's right. Some because of their physical conditions just won't let them. Some their mental health just won't let them. Some the country that they live just won't let them. Some of them they're in a war-torn country and just, just won't let them. But her, us, we, we fly in and we fly out. And then we got the nerve to say, man, what time is it? Ain't time for us to get out of here. Is church holding long today? Why? Future tripping. I want to get home. I want to go eat. I want to do this. I want to go to sleep. But you're not present here in the moment. told us. He said, uh, give us today, Lord, our daily bread. So like, give me what I need for today. 
And when we understand you all, I know it ain't all peaches and cream. I know life is tough and things are going on and things get hard. But there's something about being in the moment that you can pull some things out that will give you hope. Well, God, it's tough around here, but I'm still breathing. Well, God, it's hard around here, but I feel hope. Well, God, my heart is broken because of what went on. But for some reason, I'm still here. I'm still here. And so let's stand all over the room today. And I want to pray for those who say, Pastor Sharonda, it has been tough for me. And I have been past it. I made some mistakes that I need to forgive myself from. I need to, I need to let go of what's not. And I have their future tripping because things give me anxiety when I think about what could happen in the future. You all, there's a prayer for that. God has a word for that. And so if that's you in the place on today, just come on up. I just want to pray with you. I just want to agree with you. I just want to touch you and just let you know it's all right. We're going to pray this through together. If you're in the place, yeah, it's been hard. Don't let stubbornness hold you back. Because I want to pray, yeah, I've been in a place where discontentment has me. I've been in a place where regret has me. I've lost some things. But I'm willing to stand again. I'm willing to be here. Heart's been broken a bit. But I am going to keep on standing. I understand that it's been a tough road. 2023. Oh, it's been a bit of a thing going on. into your life for God to lead your life for God to, to guide your life you invite him in to be the Lord over your life and if, especially if you've never said that before for it's been a long time since you said it y'all we need Jesus and we need him in our lives and so let's say this prayer all together let's stand all over the place I realize y'all been standing for a moment I appreciate that why? Because I'm grateful in the moment to have the ability to stand. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. And so let's say this prayer together. Trey, I want you to say this prayer with us too. I know y'all having a family moment. But Trey, I want you to say this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus come, into my life. come into my life. I've made some mistakes, I've made some mistakes. But, on today, but on today, 
I say I need you. So be my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord. Amen. If that is your first time saying that prayer, if that was your first time, then just raise your hand like, I need to say that, or it's been a long time since I said that prayer. And so I needed that. If that was you, just, just raise your hand. We just want to give you a book. We just want to let you know what, what God is doing. Oh, I see a hand. Thank you. I see two hands. Amen. Amen. I want you both to know that this is the best day of your life. Best day of your life. And I'm feeling this in my spirit, and I know it's time for us, uh, almost time for us to go. But I wanted that we prayed that, and I prayed the favors that we know of, that we need God to do. But if there's anybody else that's in the room that says, I need God to do me a favor. We got something going on, and, and it doesn't look good, but I need God to do me a favor. It could be for you, it could be for your children. If you're in the room, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just going to pray. Um, and I want you to get that person, that favor. Get it up. Get it in mind. God, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah, we believe in the place of prayer. And so, Father God, I just say thank you for these, your people. God, we seen you do a favor. We seen you answer prayers. And so on this afternoon, we ask again, God, do us a favor. God, you know what they're asking for, and you know what we need. And God, we just said thank you for the favor that you are performing on our behalf. Thank you for the healing, for the restoration. Thank you for what you're going to do, for how you're working it out. Thank you for making all things new. God, we lift up what we need you to do. Oh, God, work this favor out on our behalf. And God, we just said thank you in advance for the favor. Thank you, oh God, for what you're doing in these, your people. Thank you, oh God, that you're resting upon us. Do us a favor. Do us a favor in our children. Do us a favor in these young ladies. Do us a favor, God, and heal us. Do us a favor, God, and bring out us. Do us a favor, God, and turn it around. Turn it around, God. Turn it around. Turn it around. Turn it around. Turn it around. We know what it looks like. But we just say thank you for the favor. And we thank you. Or the mama over the, the Wynary family. I know her name is is her husband's name. But mama, we are glad to see you back today. I heard you praising God over there from my seat while she was in, in the hospital for a week or so. But God is good. And whatever happened last week, family, whatever went on right now in this moment, she's sitting in church. children's uh, pajama jam that they're going to have. And so thank you all. Thank you for being present in the moment. And I can tell that you are here. Amen. 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 
Uh, it has all of our Christmas or uh, our holiday announcements on it. So our Angel Tree here is on the 16th. Angel Tree at Central Campus is on the 23rd. On the 23rd in the evening, Saturday at 6.30 p.m. at 4344 West Cheyenne. That's our Sunrise uh, Christian Fellowship, our third church. They are going to do a Christmas program called Mary Did You Know? So this is our first program. Some of you have never been to the baby church, and so you all need to come uh, and, uh, and see the new baby in town, uh, those of you that can. On the 24th, we are having Christmas Eve service here. Uh, on the 24th, uh, Central at 9 and Aliante at 12.30, we're giving a Christmas concert called Repeat the Sounding Joy. So come, bring your family, bring your kids, wear your Christmas sweaters, be all Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, and we are going to repeat the sounding joy uh, of Christmas Eve concert. So come and enjoy that with us. And again, bring your family. It's the holidays. Uh, tonight, uh, MIT Ministers in Training, uh, training at 6 p.m., preaching after that. Liz is preaching tonight. Chantel is preaching tonight. All right. So training is from 6 to about 6, uh, 645. Come on about 645 if you want to uh, support the preacher tonight. You can actually come for the whole thing if you want. But uh, MITs, I expect you to be there at 6. And then uh, we'll have service at 645 looking for uh, God to bless and hear some good word tonight. Um, next Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday. Praise Pizza and PJs. Yeah. Not y'all. The babies. Ages 3 and 3 through 11. Ages 3 through 11. Uh, it's going to be during service, so bring your kids um, in their, their Christmas PJs or whatever PJs. Y'all know. Y'all know, right? Make sure they have some clothes on. That is appropriate. Even though they might sleep in it, uh, they're coming out the house. So, uh, But um, they can come in their PJs, uh, and they need the parents to bring snacks and treats. So you can bring juice boxes, cookie decorating treats, candy, frosting, sprinkles, chips, things like that. And they'd like you to RSVP to minister to Mia. Uh, she's going to be out front. Do we have the flyer? All right, we'll have the number. But we need to RSVP to Minister uh, Lamia, and her number is on there. Let them know that your children will be com coming to the Praise Pizza and PJs. And uh, if you are visiting, your children are absolutely welcome. So see any of the staff on the way out um, that, that are standing there, and they will be able to uh, give you the how, how to uh, come and uh, make sure that we RSVP to know that uh, your children will be coming. Every, all the children from three to 11 are welcome. If you bring cousin names and stuff, just let us know they're coming. And we would love to have uh, all the children come. Um, I and, um, we are having our annual fast the 28th through the 30th. It's gonna, we're gonna come off a day early because we're having New Year's Eve service as well. Yeah. So 9 a.m., 12.30 here at Aliante. And then watch night. Party is Woo! over here on New Year's Eve. 
This is the party place to be. This year we're going to be at Aliante. We're just going to go ahead and pack it out. We were going to, to rent a place for all three churches, but we're just going to stay here, save the money, and, uh, and pack it out here. But it's party over here yeah. on New Year's Eve. Always we have an amazing time. So if you get this flyer, it'll have the whole schedule on there. Amen? Yeah. All minds clear? Anything I'm forgetting? That we are standing. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for the moment. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for our health. We thank you for our strength. We thank you for our family. We thank you for provision. We thank you for the air that we're breathing yes, in God. the moment. So God, take us to our various homes. God, give us uh, divine assignments for that just one that's waiting for us to take them through that sinner's prayer. God, help us to be looking for them in the moment and take advantage of that moment. Bless us as we go. Keep us safe and sound. God, we ask you and we lift up those who lost people uh, in the shooting last week. God, we lift them up. They give them comfort through this season. God, there's something that you can say that would comfort their heart. God, let the families begin to, to uh, embrace each other and embrace the moment that they do have. In the name of Jesus, and we speak peace to this city. It's God, it's God. God, we leave here now, but we don't leave your presence. Go with us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Love on somebody. Take advantage of the moment.